Good morning. How good is that little MC jam? Electric guitar going. I like it. Um, well, very cool to have you guys up here on stage this morning. Um, I will start with the most important questions. I've got a few quick fire questions. What is your favourite food? Pizza. <laughs> I just love food in general, so it's like hard to pick a favourite. Um, but I had sushi every day for like five years of my life, every lunchtime, and everybody said, you know, surely you'd be sick of that by now, but no, sushi. Sushi it is. Favourite movie? I don't really watch movies. Oh, Do we leave them up here? <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I really like Anchorman for some reason. That's kind of funny. <laughs> nice. Ron Burgundy. Cool. Yeah. Sweet or savoury? Savoury. Sweet. Rap or rock? Rock. Yes. Neither. <laughs> Neither. Classical. Forward or Holden? <laughs> I have a Ford, but I'd rather... A Japanese car? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd have a Holden. And last one, scrunch or fold? Oh. <laughs> fold. Yeah, fold. <laughs> well done. Fold's way neater. Cool. Well, we've already found out a little bit about you, but um, I obviously know a little bit about you guys and a lot of people here um, know you pretty well, but I'm sure there's people here today that don't, and I wonder if you could just share like a few facts about yourself so we could all get to know you a little bit more. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm Jazz, obviously, <laughs> and Glenn and I have been married for be 15 years in February, so we were quite young when we met, 17, and yeah fell in love. I moved from Australia to be with him and got married three years later. So it's been quite a long journey for us, but an awesome one. And we've got three beautiful kids. Molly is 11, Phoebe is seven, and Theo has just turned one or just a bit over one. And yeah, we live out in Edgecombe in a tiny little house that we've been renovating. But it's, yeah, it's everything we need. So Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. And how do you fit in here at Curate? Uh, Jazz does the youth, which is a youth leader, has done like the main youth leader for a while and then stepped down when we had Theo. And Jazz is part of kids and I do sound. Yes, need a good sound, man. Cool. And um, your guys' stories are a bit different in terms of uh, how you found Jesus and just faith in general. I wonder if you could just share, yeah. both share a little bit about um, how you came to faith. Um, so I was brought up in a Christian home. Um, my mum and dad um, were heavily involved in various churches where we grew up. Um, so church has been something that's been part of my life for as long as I can remember. Um, and yeah, I suppose growing up in a Christian home, you sort of live off your parents' faith for a long time. Um, it's sort of, I didn't really know any different. Um, you see other kids and you spend time with other kids, but you don't really know what the other side of life is, I suppose, for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, I got baptised when I was 16, 17, just, or just about to turn 17. And then went to university and um, 
sort of started to find my own faith while I was away, at, away from my parents, I suppose, sort of welcome to the big wide world. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I sort of, just as part of my life, like I just don't think I could ever walk away from church or um, being, being in a community like this. So, so, yeah, I just feel like I like to be involved and like this is sort of a home away from home, I suppose. Awesome. And how about for you, Jess? Yeah, mine is a different story to that. I didn't grow up in a Christian home and actually had a lot of kind of like, I guess, trauma through my childhood and teenage years. And yeah, I found myself in like a really dark place and didn't really know like who turned to, didn't have a family that I could really turn to or a community like this either to turn to. Um, so yeah, I found myself just crying out to God one night. I didn't even know about God or anything. I just felt a sense in me. I just needed something to change in my life. And yeah, like God showed up. Maybe not on that, like it wasn't on that night that he did, but it was a real journey of him drawing me closer to him. And yeah, like getting to know him. And that's kind of how like I met Glenn was by God, obviously. And yeah, like two weeks after I'd prayed that prayer, cried out and was like, God, if you're real, do something in my life. And Glenn kind of showed up, literally showed up. And <laughs> I was like, God, is that you? <laughs> Jez is one of my best friend's cousins, so I was on holiday. It's not like I was... <laughs> He's not a stalker. <laughs> yeah, probably did sound a bit In the weird. bushes. <laughs> <laughs> and... Yeah, I really could see God in him through the way that he lived his life, the values and the morals that he had. And it really attracted me to him, you know, not in that kind of way. But I was like, there was something different in his life that I, yeah, I was really curious to know what that was. And then he had told me, he was like, well, I'm a Christian. And I was like, what does that even mean? And he's like, Jesus died on a cross for my sins. I was like, someone died for you? Like, it was all so foreign to me. And so when I did finally decide to give my life to God, I was like, yeah, it was a real change. It was a real shift like from this life to that life. And yeah. That's amazing. The power of a godly man, eh? <laughs> um <laughs> Cool. So one thing that I've learned like on my journey is that often starting a relationship with Jesus is just the start and he, 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 we journey with him and he continually brings us into a place of, of more freedom. And I'm just wondering for you guys in your life, what would be like one area where you feel like since you've been walking with Jesus where he's, he's brought the most freedom in your life? Um, my, <clears throat> my thing that I've struggled with just about well, pretty much my whole life is self-belief. Um, that's been a real, a real struggle. Um, yeah, just I'm not good enough. Um, so yeah, so I've spent a lot of my life um, battling away, knowing, or doing the thing, not doing the things I don't want to do, but doing, like say for my work, not doing work I enjoy because I know what to expect. Um, I'd rather battle away with the things I know that I don't enjoy than try something new that I might enjoy. Um, just because I don't think I'm good enough to try something else. Um, so when we moved from here, uh, from Australia to here, I had a big change of 
my whole life, I suppose. I gave up a um, almost oh, 12-year career doing another job and then started an apprenticeship building because um, why not was the, <laughs> was the sort of rationale behind that. And then at the start of this year, we started working for ourselves. So I took the step to be self-employed, which if you had have asked me even this time 12 months ago, I would have laughed at you and told you it was just not something I would have ever done. Um, so yeah, so like God is good and um, yeah, there's a lot of grace there and um, yeah, it's still a, like a daily battle, I suppose, to, to get out of bed and do what I do. Um, but it's definitely not letting it hold me back as much as I used to, like just identifying the lie and seeing it for what it is. That's awesome, bro. Cool. And how about for you, Jess? Um, yeah, often, like even before I became a Christian, would, you know, try and earn acceptance by people. I would, I feel like I would have to sort of perform or do something in order to be like accepted and loved by people. So when I became a Christian, that kind of just shifted straight over and I was like oh yep okay well I know what to do I'll just be really good and earn my way to God and he'll just love me more Mm. um and that was actually like quite binding and I didn't have a lot of freedom in that because I would always have to feel like I had to do all this stuff and be the certain way and put my hand up for everything and say yes all the time and yeah that was really it was like a real heaviness to that and then God revealed to me one day he's like you don't have to earn my love like, you have it. You have all of it, every single part of it. Mm. Um, and so I had to really change my thinking there because I, that was, like, foreign to me, what I believed. Um, so, yeah, I journeyed it out and still journeying that out. And, yeah, I often will just... I try and, like, spend that time just resting in his presence and going, OK, like, it's OK. Like, I don't need to do all this stuff and be. You just love me for who I am and... If I miss the mark, that's okay too because, you know, like I don't even really think there is a mark. Like God just loves us. <laughs> I've set that mark and I've set it quite high sometimes. I, yeah, I was a bit of a perfectionist and just have to remember that like we're all imperfect and God still loves us anyway. Mm. Yeah, so. no, that's awesome. That's amazing. And um yeah, and sort of on this journey of freedom, has there been like things in your life that have really supported you on that journey? Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, yeah, well, I go to a men's group, um, Steve Ford's men's group, um, and I've been going there for a couple of years, three years, four years. Um, so that's been really good for me. Um, shared experiences and... Um, yeah, being somewhere to be vulnerable and find out that people are going through the same stuff you're going through, <laughs> lo and behold. <laughs> um, so, you know, my whole life I've sat there going, oh, well, I'm the only one that's dealing with this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, everyone's got their things uh, dealing with, so it's quite nice to be in a community, um, sort of a, a safe environment, I suppose, to talk about stuff that's going on and issues and get prayer and learn and... Um, so yes, I find my men's group to be really good and I've always resisted being parts of groups in the past um, because I don't like being vulnerable. <laughs> um, and I don't like talking on stage. <coughs> um, so, so yeah, so it's been, just going to a group's a big change for me and sort of it's part of the whole journey that God's got me on of being outside of my comfort zone and um, 
yeah, with the end result being growth, I suppose, is the, yeah. his goal at the end. <laughs> That's really cool. And how about for you, Jazz? What's really supported you on your journey? Um, yeah, so I had to do a lot of studies in identity and, yeah, just kind of threw myself in that any time that there was, like, you know, a Bible study that was about identity. I was like, yes, I need to be a part of that. And, um, yeah, like, kind of just reading up on identity, what the Bible says about, like, who I am and, um, yeah, holding on to some of that truth, like, in that scripture for me has been really powerful, like, one that I often say to myself, like, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, like, mm. and that reassures me, like, no, God knows who I am. He's made me the way I am. I don't need to, like, try and be better or anything else other than how he's made me. And, yeah, awesome. like, pulling on that really, really, like, in that moment where I feel like, yeah, I need to do something, I'm like, actually, hold on, like, no. Cool. And is that something you've kind of spoken out, like, um, literally, or something that you've kind of just meditated on? Or yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, I've definitely said, yeah, said things like, spoken scripture over my life, and yeah, when I feel kind of insecure, or like I haven't done enough, or I've, if I have missed the mark, the mark that I set, I would then just be reminded, like, God, I feel like God's, like, prompting me with that scripture but you've got to know the scripture to be able to use that in your life so I think that's where doing the identity studies really helped because I had all of the scripture of how God sees me and I could just draw on that in those times and be like no like I am his masterpiece like Mm. yeah that's so cool so cool um next question so obviously, like one, one thing we believe here at Curate is no one ever arrives, like no one reaches perfection, that, that God's continually uh, refining us and moulding our character and bringing us into new places of freedom. Um, I'm just wondering for you guys, like you've talked about something really significant in your journey as a whole, I'm just wondering like currently, uh, is there something that you believe God's calling you into more of? Yeah, for me it's... Um finding rest in God um, I'm very I'm very works driven um, so yeah trying to not seek approval through works and just sort of um, yeah sort of taking a step back and going yeah I don't actually have to do stuff cool. um, I can just be yeah. <laughs> and that's okay um, so that's and that's something that's been quite prevalent probably this this year I suppose that's with starting to work for myself and all the stresses that come along with that. Um, yeah, just sort of understand that God is good and that yeah. if it's his will, then it will be done and not trying to do stuff myself, which I'm pretty good at doing. Cool. Um, so the thing that's been, or sort of the verse that's been on my heart for a, a wee while is um, come to me with a heavy burden and I'll make your life, you know, give you rest and I'll I'll make the burden light um, so yeah sort of it's easier to say than easier to do I suppose <laughs> um, I like picking up the baton and doing it myself um, so yeah that's been it's been really challenging actually cool probably yeah yeah so just a follow-up one on that like um, talk about that tension of um, wanting to rest and trust God but 
feeling quite wide towards works. What's that kind of look like for you? Is it Do you sort of, when you catch yourself in that, is that something you talk to God about in prayer or do you just kind of take a moment to be still or, or is it different than both of those? <laughs> yeah, no, it's way different than both of those. Um, <laughs> I, I like to battle with it for a long time. <laughs> Um, and, and wallow in a fair amount of self-pity before I give it to God. Um, so it's, yeah, I, I really battle with surrendering early, I suppose. Um, even though I know I should and I know the results are good, yeah. I'll hold on to it as long as I can <laughs> and wait till I'm in a place where God goes, you know, you need to give it to me now. Okay. Um, and then all of a sudden, life gets a, a lot easier and a lot more pleasant. And I'm sure I'm a lot more pleasant to be around when I get to that point. <laughs> Can you confirm that, Jess? <laughs> so, yeah, it'd, it'd be nice to be able to um, pick that up early and go, yeah, I'll surrender sooner rather than later. But, yeah, I'll, I'd like to wrestle with it for a while first. Cool. Part of the journey, eh? Yeah. Um, and how about for you, Jazz, in terms of at the moment, what, what do you feel like God's calling you into? Yeah, it was funny because when you asked us, like you know like what we could share and stuff and I thought I was like it's crazy because God is taking us on that same journey like I think he's really trying to say just to simplify things like I like to add things to my to-do list obviously that's you know I'm like a doer so and I kind of said to God well what do I do like in the middle of all of this like I'll just add another thing to my list and I felt like God say no you need to simplify like you need to come to me like what Glenn was saying, and rest, like actually, yeah, we need to, if we're doing less and focus more on God, then it just happens naturally, and that's actually, yeah, like Glenn says, it's easier to say than do, but then when we do do it, it's the reward is so much greater, and yeah, like I've got an example of like kind of what's happening at the moment in life, like we, I've got a seven-year-old, and she has been having some like really big kind of mood and emotional kind of stuff going on and it's been going on for like her whole life and it really hit ahead the last couple of years and Glenn and I were like no we really need to like do something about this this is like it's quite um that's yeah really hard to deal with and yeah I, I battled with it for ages and I tried to like fix her and do all this stuff but it was actually like kind of when I surrendered and prayed about it and kind of gave it to God and God was like, well, you know, don't you think I love her and don't you think I know her and I created her and like I've got her. And yes, there are some practical things that you, <laughs> you could do, like, but rather than carrying the weight of it, the stress of it, when I surrendered it to God, I was filled with peace and just like, yeah, like kind of like a sense of, it's okay and contentment and I think that's yeah like that's happened in other parts of my life where you know I've been really stressed out with stuff and as soon as I've surrendered it to God I felt really like contented and know that everything is okay and yeah, yeah. that's so encouraging it seems like a big theme that's come through is yeah just that letting go and choosing to rest and yeah. um, a lot easier said than done sometimes yeah. <laughs> Um, well, just finally, um, final question. Um, we obviously believe here at Curate that uh, Jesus is the only place where we find redemption from our past, purpose yeah. in our present, and, and uh, hope for our future. And I'm just wondering if you had to talk about what Jesus means to you. Um, 
what would you say, yeah. Jess? Um, yeah, so kind of like I said, like my life before knowing God was like a complete, it just felt like chaos. It felt like chains. It felt like bound up and yeah, it also even felt empty. Like I didn't have any of that contentment or any of that peace. Like it just felt like complete like ruins almost. And then when obviously I like decided to give my life to God, I, I didn't know what it was going to be like. I, I just gave it up. I was like, okay, well you can show me God, like <laughs> prove it to me. <laughs> and yeah, instantly, like I just felt so much more love and contentment. Like all the things I was seeking out in the world never fulfilled that hole in my life it never it just never got the sweet spot and it was God that needed to be there in that place in my heart and yeah and it really did change and I did feel so much lighter I did feel so much freer I felt like the chains were gone I felt you know when we sing the lyrics on stage like I really sing those because I'm like you know, chains be broken, lives be healed. Like I sing those lyrics with so much because I'm like, I felt that same thing happen in my life when I came to know God. That's amazing. And how, how about for you, Glenn, if you um, just had to say what, what Christ means to you, um, what would you say about that? Um, I, I see him as like a best friend. Yeah. Um, so I... I chat away, <laughs> like I don't really listen, I have the radio on in the car, um, I just chat away to God in the car, cool. is my thing. Um, so yeah, so I sort of see, see God as like a, like a really good friend that I can turn to and just chat to stuff about, yeah. um, and then, you know, ask for things and provide guidance and um, just sort of be there as a bit of a, an arrow, I suppose, pointing me in the right direction. Cool. That's awesome. Hey, well, so awesome to, to be able to talk with you guys today. And um, I've certainly, there's a lot of things that you've said that's resonated with me, and I'm sure it would have with a lot of people here today. Um, so why don't we give uh, Jazz and Glenn a round of applause. <laughs> so.